This is Arno Dowd from Sansiche. Today we have Basha Durnes. This is a two-part episode, and in part one, we will have Basha Durnes talking a bit about where she began her journey, nature, and Kijang. Welcome. You're listening to Sansiche. where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine. To become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Aaron O'Dowd. Welcome everybody, this is Ara Dowd at Sansiche. Today we have Dr. Basha Durnas. She is a Reiki master, Kijong master, and a spiritual teacher. And um, at the Queen Mary Alive Health Conference, I got to chat and listen to Basha and what she had to say and her teachings, which was very interesting, I, I found. And... Um, we had to have her on the show and let her share those experiences, knowledge, and stories to our audience. So welcome, Basha. Thank you so much. I'm so pleased to be here. It was wonderful to meet you on the Queen Mary. So what would you like to know from me? Um, first of all, I'd like to, to start off, where did this all begin? Where did this all begin? Well, for me, my journey began really at birth because I was born consciously aware and awake into this lifetime. When I was three and a half years old, the Ascended Masters came to teach me. They're beings of light. We call them the Ascended Masters. They do not call themselves that. They simply call themselves our elder brothers and sisters. They say that the reason that they are the Ascended Masters is because they mastered the physical. So these energetic beings came to teach me and to help to keep me aware and awake because in our societies, it is very difficult for our children as well as ourselves when we were initially born. We knew so much. We came in with great information. We came in with great knowledge. We came in knowing that we are energetic beings and that we are beings of light. But by the time we begin to walk and talk, that begins to be trained out of us and conditioned out of us. In fact, when children say, oh, this is my friend, and parents don't see it, oh, it's okay, my child, my daughter, my son just has this invisible friend, but they'll grow out of it. And the Ascended Masters came to make sure that I did not grow out of that stage because of the work that we all have upon the planet. It's a very, very magical and mystical time, and it is a very poignant and important time. We are going through the shifts um, of the bimillennium. We have stepped into the age of Aquarius, so we're going through a lot of shifts and changes. We just had our... Uh, December 12th in 2012, that was a very poignant time in the end of one cycle of the Mayan calendar and the beginning of the next cycle. So we are here on this planet at a very, 
very pivotal time and a very important time. And it is a time for us to remember who we are, to awaken to that deeper place within ourselves, knowing that we are these energetic, divine, light, spiritual beings that are having this, as many people have said, human experience, and that we are really ushering in the promised age, the golden age of humanity. We are assisting our planet herself, planet Earth, in her dimensional shift. Planet Earth volunteered herself to stay behind in the third dimension until the beings who were residing upon her were ready to make the shift. So now the planet Earth is going through her dimensional shift out of the third into the fifth dimension. And so is humanity. And that process will become as painful or as uh, wonderful and a process of elation as we allow it to be for ourselves. So if we're holding on to dear life or the old paradigm because we fear change, then it is a more painful, it is a more challenging process. But if we know that this change is a very important change. And as I often say in my teaching, the only thing that is constant is change, which may seem like an oxymoron, but change is the only thing we can truly expect. And that is what's happening right now. So if we can stay in that place, in the trust and in the knowing that change is happening, but because I am aligned in my heart, in my center, I know who I am as a spiritual being. I am shifting with that change no matter what appears to be going on around me in that world of what we consider to be a form of illusion. Wow, that's um, extraordinary to hear. I, I, I totally agree with you. When did you learn uh, Kijong and Reiki? I became a Reiki master in 1982 when I was really looking for other beings who other people um, to relate to, to be around someone who even remotely thought the way that I did because it was a challenge. Um, having been born in the 50s, early 50s, um, for me, there were not many people who I could talk to. So when I found um, this group of people, very wonderful Reiki master, Joyce Morris, um, I'm actually what is considered to be a fifth um, generation Reiki master from Dr. Usui, Dr. Hayashi, Madame Tanaka, uh, Virginia Sandoval, and then Joyce Morris to myself. So I guess I'm the sixth in line. Um, and uh, this is um, something that was very important to me to be around beings who were somewhat consciously aware and awake and at least thought remotely the way that I did. Part of the reason that I became a Reiki master and that I actually became involved in Reiki to begin with is because I am a natural empath. And so as a result, I would just pick things up from people and I wasn't sure what was happening for me and what was happening for someone else. All of a sudden, my elbow would hurt and then I would hear someone say, oh, my elbow really hurts. And then I realized, oh, this isn't mine. I need to kind of shake that off. Um, things of that nature would occur. So Reiki really helped me with that. And then in my energetic practice and in my energetic growth, um, in the later 90s, I discovered Chinese medical Qigong. And 
I was very, very blessed and very thrilled that it was available in Los Angeles where I was able to study because it is a more than 5,000-year-old art of healing modalities. Part of medical Qigong is acupuncture. It is um, the martial arts. It is Tai Chi. It is Kung Fu. Um, it is um, plant medicine, meaning herbology. It is all encompassing, and I was very, very happy to find something that was encompassing of everything, including the energetic aspects of the laying on of hands. And it is a very, very powerful um, form of energetic medicine, which I am so very grateful to be a master of and a doctor of. Extraordinary uh, experiences. Can you explain the basics of Qijong, how it works on on people? Everything is energy. Energy cannot be destroyed. Energy can only change form. That is basic physics. So what we do, how we work, is because we are energetic beings, we can open ourselves and become the conduit for its divine light, for the universal life force energy to flow through us, whether we call it God, whether we call it the Tao, whether we call it um, Allah, whether we call it the Absolute. Um, It doesn't really matter what name we give it. Everything is energy, and we can use that energy. So for me, as a master of Chinese medical Qigong and a natural intuitive, I allow the divine light, um, the white light energy to from the universe to flow through me, through the central core. I fill my body with white light. And then whoever is in front of me, or we do distance as well, because there is really no time and space. We can definitely work energetically from a distance. So what I do is I will then palpitate my client's energetic field to see where the stagnations are, where the diseasement is, where the energy in their body is not flowing freely, then allowing the white light to flow through me and through my hands, I emanate it into the person's body so that we can move the stagnant energy, whatever form of diseasement it may be, whether it is a form of cancer, whether it is a hepatitis, whether it is um, just even a common cold, whether there are muscles that are pulled, the body may be out of uh, sync with itself whether these are emotional issues, mental issues, or physical issues, because it is energy, we can move that energy and create a harmony and balance. You describe in one of your lectures about the nature. Um, Does that apply to Qijong as well, or is that something extra? Nature is definitely part of Qigong. Um, We also work with energetic nature spirits. Nature, if we just allow ourselves to open our perceptions, open our hearts, open our minds and our eyes, when we are just outside, wherever we are in nature, we will begin to perceive that everything is alive and everything ha- 
has spirit, or the Chinese call it shen. Everything has shen. Everything has soul. Everything has spirit. Whether it is a tree, whether it is a blade of grass, whether it, whether it is the clouds in the heavens,、um, the moon, the sun, we have these amazing nature cycles, and everything is part of these, and we are part of this nature cycle. So the nature, the natural aspect of life, is really very connected. So we are perhaps not one because we are individualized consciousness, but everything is connected in the primordial sea of oneness. We can speak to a plant. Let's say we pick a plant like the aloe vera plant. We can speak to that plant. We can communicate with that plant. In fact, it has wonderful medicinal properties. We know of many of the medicinal properties when we ingest aloe vera juice, for example,、um, that it, it helps to balance our body. It helps to build friendly、uh, fauna、um, in our intestinal tract. It actually helps to balance sugar in our body, so that it, it works、uh, with the pancreas.、Um, it, it is also a plant that we can cut and put on a burn, and it will help to heal our burns. But the spirit of the plant is really what is doing it. Yes, its chemical composition is, but without the actual aliveness of that chemical composition by the spirit, by the shen of that plant, we only get a partial benefit. But if we can communicate with it, we get a true full benefit. In fact. The aloe vera plant, just as an example, is a plant that will literally give its life for us. It is a protector plant. So, if let's say we have an aloe vera plant in our home, and someone comes into our home who does not wish us well, that plant will take the burden away from us, and it may die for us. But that energy that someone was sending to us—that was、um, perhaps an energy of jealousy, or an energy of envy, or an energy just simply of attack. Because for some reason they don't care for us, they don't like us. That aloe vera plant will give its life for us, and as well as our animals and our pets, they take things on from us too. So sometimes, if our pets are not healthy, we need to look at where in our lives are we not healthy. One of my clients who had huge anger issues, her dog took all of that on and ended up getting polyps that he eventually died from it. But he he took on all of that all of that anger from her so that she did not implode on herself. So nature and the way that we work and function is just. Absolutely amazing, and we are so very blessed to have、um, the ability to communicate with nature, and we're very blessed to have these nature spirits working with us every moment of our lives. And if we can open our eyes, we can open our perception and communicate with them and appreciate them for who and what they are. It is absolutely one of the Greatest gifts that we can give ourselves, because they are so happy to work with us. They are.、It、just shows you how nature is a, a blessing、uh, of the skies on our planet. Absolutely, yes. And it's also important that we begin to live our lives in greater harmony with nature.
And when I say that we have nature cycles, and often, at least here in the United States, if I turn on television and I'm watching news um, and, and the weather report comes on and it's all about, oh, it's so hot and it's so terrible because it's so hot, especially during the summer and we have a, a bit of a drought in Los Angeles. And then as it gets cold, oh, it's so cold and it's so terrible because it's so cold and rather Rather than than simply flowing with the with nature and saying it's hot, how wonderful it is that we have this great heat to heat us to our bones so that we can heal, that we have the sun that gives us the vitamin D so we can be healthy. How wonderful it is that we have this coolness that we can enjoy. And and uh, for me, it's like hey, I can wear some of my warm clothes, and I like that too. You know, I grew up on a farm in Poland. I'm from a very small village in Poland. And we had to live in harmony with nature. It wasn't about coming in the house and turning up the air conditioning as high as we could so that we can come down to degrees of 65. And then in the winter, when it's 65, we complain that it's cold, you know, because here that's that's very much how it is. Um, but living in harmony with nature as I did and growing up as a child, we were self-sufficient farmers. We had no electricity. We had no running water. We worked our farm, our land with a plow and a horse. We lived off the land and what it could give us. So we lived in reverence for Mother Earth. We lived with a great reverence for nature because we were a part of it very, very directly. So for me, the seasons, for example, how wonderful it is that we have the spring when the rains come and all the plants are able to grow and the grain grows and 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 the potatoes grow and 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 the carrots and 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 all the natural fruits and vegetables um especially the natural fruits the natural fruits are so wonderful you know wild strawberries and blackberries growing wild and blueberries we go to the to the forest to pick blueberries for example we didn't grow them and buy them in a grocery store but we had all of this and and the Earth provides for us in such wonderful ways. And and then summer, everything grows and ripens. And then we have our harvest and we bring our plants in. And then we have the winter time when the snow comes and everything just becomes calm and peaceful. And we need to prepare for that coldness, for that calmness, for that peacefulness. Personally, winter was my absolute favorite time of the year because it was so beautiful. Everything was covered with this blanket of white. It was pristine. And when one would walk, there would be crispness from the frost underneath the shoes and one could hear it. And at night, especially in a full moon, one could see infinity on that white snow. It glistened. Crystalline particles would just glisten in the snow and in the sun. But especially in the moonlight, in the full moon, these crystalline snow particles would glisten. And 
It was blue, like this cobalt blue would become the sky. It was absolutely spectacular to be able to experience that. We need to be in reverence with that, whether it is the hurricane that comes through, whether it is the winter blizzards that come through, it is nature doing what it needs to be doing. And if we can live in harmony with that nature, and if we can communicate with it, it will not harm us. Remember, we had a very severe, instantaneous summer storm. Very dark clouds came out of nowhere. It was a Sunday. Many people became hurt in the storm because hail, fell from the sky that was jagged. It was like rocks falling from the sky. And I remember my mother, who was not a spiritual person on the level that one would define it, but more of a religious, we were Catholic, more of a religious person, but a spiritual person in knowing that we must live in harmony with nature. She went out behind the, the, the stables into the orchard and she knelt and she spoke a chant and she raised her arms towards the sky, towards these clouds. And I, I walked behind her. She did not know I was there, but I was watching her and she with her intent, with her prayer, she parted those skies and nothing harmed our village, nothing harmed our lands. Even though, yes, things were blown by wind and such, but nothing harmed us. So you see, we can communicate, we can, through our intention and through our respect, of nature and of the nature elements, we can in fact command the nature elements as long as we are standing in our own light and as long as we are standing in the place of benevolence, of doing things that are for the good of the self and for the good of all. It is amazing how nature can work with us. That is such a beautiful um, description of how harmony and nature um, coincides with each other. This will be a two-part episode. And in part two, we are going to talk about zodiac signs and various other things that I found very interesting while chatting to Basha Durnas. Stay tuned. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansish.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansish Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on.